everybody and welcome to a brand new episode of grapple cast it is i jamie joined with dan and joe and unfortunately we had an early morning late dropout by our own tribal chief can we just acknowledge him for just one moment what up my honorary oos let's uh, let's um let's acknowledge the tribal chief is not here we have our honorary oos hosting instead I mean, I'd happily take that honorary use. I mean, why don't we just get rid of that honorary use and just make him a full-blown oose? We Jamie might as well do Uso. that by now. I've hosted more than Taron. Let's just be straight. He's not even going to listen to this anyway, is he? He's probably going to listen to the opening and say, yeah, it sounds all right, and that's it. So I oh, 100%. Him, uh, he never listens to us anyway. He doesn't even know who the firm is. The firm! Yeah. Those bloody firms. I mean, the thing is as well, they are, like, obviously because... It is AEW full gear this week, as time of recording in two days' time, Saturday evening, which is brilliant. It's Saturday night for full gear, following Saturday for Survivor Series colon War Games. Yeah, so, get Saturdays. We are going to be watching live. I will be watching live. I've already pre-ordered it months ago on Fight TV for full Ooh. gear. So, I bloody can't wait. And like I said, the firm are like in the main storylines. How oh, do you not even know who the firm are? They're like that tag team, and they that are potentially going for the titles. I think Taryn said, but uh, no, um, brilliant. I think they might have a big factor in the main event as well. I've got, a, I've got a theory, no pun intended, about the main event and what's going to happen. So, so do I. So I'm sure we can. Got imagine if it's the same. I better say it quick before he tries to steal my answer. I think that um, MJF he shouldn't go for the world title with his chip. I think he should just cash in for the Atlantic instead. Oh, do it. He can beat Orange Cassidy. He might as well get it and get that title. No, Yeah, wait. and then, you know. He hasn't held a title yet, MJF, has he? No, he, he's held the Dynamite Diamond Ring three times. Yeah, that's what I mean. So I was like, he can't just cash in for... In, what if he cashes in for the ring to use? <laughs> he needs to cash in for something he's already had. That's true. He's going to cash in for a steel cage match against Wardlow. He's going he's gonna to cash in his chip to be in the Dynamite Battle Royale to win that diamond <laughs> ring. That's what he's going to do for that chance, that moment. But, Joe, are you excited for Full Gear? And why are you more excited for Full Gear than Survivor Series, colon, War Games? There's just so many matches. Like, there, there's so many opportunities on the Full Gear. But, yeah. There's I've... so many opportunities. Yeah, there's so many opportunities, guys. Um yeah, I know a few of the matches. I don't know all of them. I'm sure we're going to go through them now. But Eleven yeah, matches in total there are. Oh, give it a chance. It'll go up. They, they keep being they added, what, like six I mean, on, on this dynamite, didn't they? That's not even including what's most likely going to throw in a um a buy-in, two or three matches on the buy-in altogether. That's 14. That's a nice five-hour pay-per-view. What are we going to get on the way? buy-in? Los Lotharios versus Street Profits? Most likely, I mean, it'll be uh, the AEW equivalent of the Street Profits, so it'll be, um, what are they called? They weren't really good when they first started. Who were they? Oh, Private Party. Private Party. Yeah, it'll be Private Party, because they're kind of in a feud at the moment as well. Cause of the they're going to face Top thing. Flight. They're going to go against the Top Flight. Could you imagine that's what they actually announced now? For the there we go, we called it. They've heard us, they listened to this podcast, it's going to be That Top Flight. Where the one keeps getting injured after every three matches, and the other one is going for main event pushes, and they're like, "Nah, 
I tell you this right now, I was looking at doing a quiz later, obviously, because it was Taryn's turn, but we're going to have a, a a good old brother showdown for the quiz. Ooh. And I was, I was actually looking at um, some of the rankings, and obviously I didn't put it in the quiz, but did you know Dante Martin has had the most matches in 2022? Oh, wow, because it was um, that Jungle Boy, Jack Perry, who's had the most overall. Um, yeah, that makes yeah. sense, because he's on the he's on the dark, he's on the the elevation, yeah. the elevate. The elevator, the back room, the the dark, the escalation, and the rampage the and the dynamite. He's on all of them. He's all yeah. around. He's all around the houses. Don't you worry. But um, obviously, do you want to take a guess at who's won the most matches? Again, this isn't in the quiz. Don't worry. But I was. Who's won who, the most? What overall? In twenty twenty two. Is it? It is this a male. Year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll go with John Moxley. Forty one wins he's got. Do you want to say anyone else, Joe? Or do you think it's the marks? I don't know, I'll go Orange Cassidy. It is John Moxley. Well done, Dan. You get a point yeah. then, Jokey. You don't get a point. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I was going to put that in the quiz, but I may have uh, slightly tweaked that question to something else. We'll Ooh. find out at the Ooh. end of the show when Ooh. we get to our All Elite Wrestling You are because... treating us, our little treacle tart. You are treating us. Oh, I mean, I thought... I was going to say, <laughs> I like, Joe just saves that for Taryn. Like, Taryn is our version of Excalibur. So, you know, Taryn's there with his little mask on and Joe gets to treat him. I'm kind of what I call the, the Tony Schiavone and the, uh, Can I be the old pro of the podcast. I've done about 20 in my day. I'll be and Taz. Then, uh, and you can be Taz. And Joe will be Mr. Eagle, I guess. Ooh. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Even though I'm the one from Blackpool, England, and Taryn lives in Preston. But there you go. Well, so, he used to fight down the docks in Blackpool, you know. He did, he did. He is. He classes himself as a Blackpool boy, even though he was never born in Blackpool, but he spent all of his time growing up. And the Gentleman Regal, the Gentleman Villain podcast with William Regal is a very good podcast if you haven't listened Ooh. to it already. Ooh. Um, so I do recommend that. But this episode, I will just briefly say, I was right all along about Austin Theory. He has now changed his character and he's basically now just taking his frustrations out and everything. He's very angry. I was right. They heard me. HHH heard me and he was like, Yeah, it's a good idea that. I'll have some of that. He's very angry. Um, very, very angry at the moment. Yeah, I just love that. I was watching a video and it said, Oh, he takes his frustration out on Stefan. I'm pretty sure that's Dolph Ziggler, but all right. So, <laughs> no, he so did it on both. Yeah. He, um, oh, did he? he could have won the match. He hit his finisher twice, um, could have pinned him, but then he just started like punching him. But then he came out after the main event and he beat up Seth Rollins. But he did it with both. He's not very happy. He's not even taking his selfies anymore character change completely we say but we're not here to talk about the video i just thought i'll just throw that out there this will be all elite wrestling podcast Ooh, chucky, we... ducky, quack, quack quack it's all yes, about that chucky ducky quack quack moment sorry i've been watching too much well, nxt i'm sure you can give us your shucky ducky quack quack moment of the pay per view for full gear at some point when you get to that match. What you think I'm the shucky ducky? Pretty match sure I know which is going to be the shucky ducky. It's going to be the Jamie Hater match. Okay, well we will get to that. We do have eleven matches this Saturday on international broadcast Fight TV or Bleacher Ooh. Report. Uh, Nineteen ninety nine. If you do want to purchase it yourself, so there are eleven matches in total. I think as you alluded to before, Dan, there was about four matches announced on this week's Dynamite. Obviously, there were long-term storytelling as well. It's not they've just been thrown together. they just got officially announced. So, 
we'll start off with one of those matches, which is Ooh. currently I'm going to work from bottom to the top according to Wikipedia. That's how professional we are. It is announced on Wednesday the three-way match, the three-way Ooh. rumble between for the AEW TNT Championship, Ooh. the champion Wardlow versus his new foe and turned enemy Samoa Joe and powerhouse Hobbs. He breaks backs, Jamie. He he does break backs. What are your thoughts, Joe? Who is going over in this match? Will we see a double champion Samoa Joe? Will Hobbs get his moment or will Wardlow just win and just, you know, carry on the streak? Um, Wardlow was in MGF's shadow, as you will, for so long. He was his bodyguard for so long. He's only just becoming like a single star. Obviously, Samojo is an absolute, you know, he's a Ring of Honor legend. He's, 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 you know, he's in the Ring of Honor Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. He could do it. But Powerhouse Hobbs, he'd be doing well as well. So, between Powerhouse Hobbs and Wardlow, I'm going to go Wardlow to retain. Oh. Oh. Dan, how do you feel about that? Even his shadow. Um, yeah, well, I, I think there'd be a, um, a different winner. You know, being a triple threat, you're thinking, who's going to beat that Wardlow? Who's going to beat him? Well, nobody can beat him one-on-one. But if it's in a triple threat, you don't have to pin the champion to win the title. And mm-hmm. who is the sneaky heel in this? It's Powerhouse Hobbs. He breaks backs. But he can just take it easy. He can have Samoa Joe and Wardlow battling each other. Then all of a sudden, after the Powerbomb Symphony, Samoa Joe's pushed out of the ring. He tweaks his knee again. He, he slips on that ring in his poncho. And then Powerhouse Hobbs, you know, he picks up the pieces, he beats up Samoa Joe, and he actually pins Samoa Joe. And then it starts Wardlow versus Samoa Joe. Even if the title did go back onto Wardlow, that'd be fine. But I think it's a good way, you know, it's not Wardlow officially losing, but it's a way of Samoa Joe taking the L um, and the title going across to the person who breaks backs. That Powerhouse Hobbs gets his first, well, well it's his first, isn't it? His singles. He didn't have the FTW title. So yeah, be getting that title. Maybe he didn't have the FTW champion. Maybe we'll talk about that a little bit more later. Who knows? But, um, yeah, I think it, it's an awkward one because I think Wardlow's going to carry on that run, but obviously he's just started this new programme with Samoa Joe, which is probably going to last uh, a while as well. And I think having the title, I reckon Wardlow's going to keep this title for a while and it's probably going to culminate in a title v title match, perhaps. That's my thoughts. So I think Wardlow will retain. There is plenty. I mean, Samoa Joe could win it, like you said, going sneaky and Samoa Joe's going to pin powerhouse Hobbs, for example, and screw over Wardlow and he gets both belts. And then it's a battle for both belts when Wardlow and Samoa Joe face off again. Or maybe they'll swap and he'll come to Ring of Honor and win the TV title off him. That kind of rivalry thing going on. So I could see it either going either way. Powerhouse Hobbs, I don't see as much happening, but I like the way that you said what possibly could happen. So excited for that one, as I am for the next match, which was also announced on Dynamite. And I don't know if you've, have you watched this week's Dynamite? I've seen all of the highlights and clips. So it was a, shall we say, strange promo by the man named Pac. And he obviously, he was talking about having a, a challenge. And then all of a sudden, it randomly just came on the screen saying, yeah, yeah, it's going to be Death Triangle versus The Elite for the AEW World Trios Championship. 
Dan. Is it just are they just coming back and winning the title straight away? I think so. Um, you know, it's put on Death Triangle, um, and they're a very good team. I think they were always planning on doing this match um at this show. Um, but ultimately the elite had to drop it after a day because CM Punk good old Phil was an absolute cock wobbler. So um they had to strip out of the titles so they could um get their image back. But yeah, they've been doing these vignettes now for the past month or so where they said they've been disappearing. I think they'll come back with a cool little look. And yeah, get those titles um, and then defend them against loads of people. You know, only holding it for a day, they, they'll win it twice. Um, I think there's going to be a title change because it looks like Pac's going on to bigger and better things now. And it means that um, the Lucha Bros can go on for the tag titles potentially. Joe? Yeah, I agree. The, I thought that, you know, the elite were going to hold it for a lot longer. Obviously, the situation evolved that that could be the case. Uh, Death Triangle have been good trios t- champions. The Elite have been doing all these promos, as Dan said, like they're the founding members of AEW like, and like all the disappearing and stuff like that. What a better way of coming back and proving yourselves by winning the championship. So, yeah, I agree with the Elite to win. I was having a discussion with my master's tutor because he's a big wrestling fan as well. And he said to me, he was like, what is the point of having a media scrum in a wrestling company? Like, because you know it's not like boxing or UFC where they're kind of like, oh, yeah, but talking about how they won the match, for example, like, obviously, it's we all know it's planned and obviously. So the only reason you would have a media scrum would be to further tell storylines. That's the only reason you'd have a media scrum. So what if the CM Punk thing is a work and it wasn't real? So CM Punk is basically taking time off TV. He's had a rest. He's managed to have his surgery. And he comes back at next year's All Out, for example. And it was just another way to get Kenny Omega off until he's fully fit again. And the Young Bucks to have a rest. What are your thoughts on that? I don't think it's a work. I think Phil is an absolute bellend. You know, he's got track record of himself being a bellend. Um, I think it is the case that he, he's gone. I mean, they showed him commentating on um, MMA last weekend. Yeah, OK, Tony could have given him permission to go and do that. But have mm-hmm. you seen the, the leaked Royal Rumble uh, list of entrants and things? That's and really one. Yeah, yeah, with yeah. Jay White on it. Yeah, it's absolutely yeah. ridiculous and it's not happening. But that'd be pretty cool, you know, potential of Brock Lesnar versus CM Punk at WrestleMania. Yeah, OK, we'll see that when that happens. Um, but no, I think Phil's out the company. Um, the amount of things that I've seen on Twitter and yeah, okay, it potentially could be a work, but you know, you've seen, you've seen the bike marks on Kenny Omega's arm, you know. Um, it easily just be done though, isn't it? Because you think like A Steel came into the company like two or three weeks before this happened, and he's the only one that got released, but apparently he was there the whole time. So, I mean, it's kind of a whole thing to be like, oh, well, he's come in now, we can just easily release him storyline wise. Because he randomly just came on the screen and was like, yeah, hi, I'm A Steel, I've been with the company for years, I'm Phil's best mate. <laughs> And literally only just signed a three weeks earlier. But then you've also got the thing as well with Chicago. All out happens in Chicago every single year. How would you top last year's Chicago would be? Because you think we're going to get onto it, but MJF is most likely going to be championed by all out. Who could dethrone MJF and return in CM Punk? I think we're all bored of that now. In terms of who takes the title off an MJF, I think it'd be someone like a Daniel Bryan or somebody like Ooh. that. I think a Daniel Bryan would. Daniel Ooh. Bryan. Daniel Bryan. Ooh. 
Brian Danielson. Yeah, Daniel Bryan. He, you know, or or that Jungle Saurus. He has a good chance for it too. Bloody Jungle Saurus. Right. I'll move on from that. But it was just an interesting debate <laughs> we, were, we were having on a, a a nice Monday morning. We were just talking about that, and I just thought it was quite interesting what it, what he was saying. I just wanted to get your thoughts on it. It first. is quite new. They usually sometimes like. They do like media things afterwards, but they always close. You know, like, Triple H used to do it after NXT. Um, he would do like a media um thing, but it would just be him talking about. It. They wouldn't have the wrestlers there because they've got to make time. Yeah, um, yeah, they did with Logan Paul as well. Um, I, I think it's quite a new thing testing it, but I agree with you. It's, it's they're all knackered. It's hard to keep. I think it's a new way of keeping kayfabe um and and doing it that way. Um, I think that they need to try new and different things. So it, it does work, but ultimately it also leads to these backstage kerfuffles as well. Yeah. OK, so you already alluded to him. It is the battle for the jungle. It is the jungle Saurus, Luchasaurus versus the jungle boy, Mr. Jack Perry in a cage. Oh, make sure they can't walk out through the door. Otherwise, Taron will watch it. He won't watch it. He won't watch it. Anyway, just fast forward through the show. Too long. Too long, he says. Too long. So, go <laughs> on, Joe. Who is taking the W in this cage match? And what is Christian Cage just going to randomly throw off his arm cast and be like, yeah, I wasn't even injured at all. <laughs> just whip him I mean, it. talking about, you know, real life, you know, somebody like Luchasaurus, who's, he's like maybe, what, seven foot tall and somebody the stature of Jack Perry like, if there was, you know, a shoot real fight, you'd expect Luchasaurus to absolutely, you know, splat uh, Jungle Boy all over the side of the cage. But obviously, this is professional wrestling. But this is Rey Mysterio era, we talked about. <laughs> Rey Mysterio's been doing it for 20 years. Yeah, um, I, I'm thinking that, you know, Jungle Boy is on the up, as you said. They're going to drop the Jungle Boy and just call him Luke Perry. This is his moment where he, like, he cuts down, like, the movable object. You know, he it's like beating, like, Somebody like Big Show or Mark Henry is like the bigger, stronger opponent. He's like the underdog. It's typical babyface booking, and you know we want to get Jungle Boy over. Um, it's not going to hurt Luchasaurus to lose. He'll still be there, you know, the chicken shit heel. Oh yeah, he, he cheated. He did this. I think it'll be Jungle Boy to win all day long. Damn. Yeah, so I you're agree. Nodding with, along. I agree with you. I think it is a case where they elevate Jack Perry. Um, you know, ultimately. Um, Jungle Saurus is the roadblock before we get Christian Cage versus Jack Perry and then the mm-hmm. feud ends and he gets to go for a singles title you know starts with a TNT and builds up to maybe an All-Atlantic I think with Jack Perry he is one of the pillars he's one of the four pillars so you ultimately want to raise those pillars you know they're not doing much with Darby Allen at the moment um, they're doing loads with MJF um, but ultimately with Jack Perry you want to keep building him he's one of these people like an AJ Styles was in TNA that you'll be there winning all the titles, wrestling everybody. You know, he, he's one of the people who's had the most matches across AEW history. Um, in terms of Jungle Source, he's also walking in with an injury. Um, so, he, you know, he's going to have this match. So it'll be quite safe. You know, they can do a lot of cage spots. But ultimately, I can see it being something like Jack Perry's thrown through the cage and the cage breaks and he rolls out so he's escaped it, that sort of storyline. In terms of, like, a easy pin, um, I you know, like Joe said, it's not really believable beating a massive giant like that. So I think there'll be some shenanigans. Christian may get involved, um, but ultimately, um, I think um, Jungle Boy Jack Perry will go walk away with a win. Interesting, yeah. I think it's definitely one of those things that it's going to be obviously leading up to 
the match between Jack Perry and and Christine Cage because we didn't get it last time, obviously because of the Luchasaurus heel turn. It, I just thought it was quite interesting. Like you could have that moment of Christian getting in, and obviously he's going to be involved somehow. Whether that's going to be a beatdown after the match, which is most likely, because you need to give Jungle Boy the win. Um, but I mean, I could possibly see him losing as well, and basically Christian dragging Luchasaurus out whilst Jungle Boy's climbing over or something like that. If it's an escape, obviously it might not even be. It might be a pin inside the cage. It's the only way to end the rivalry. So. Now, I do think Jack Perry will come away with the win and then most likely Revolution, it will be Jack Perry versus Christian Cage. So, you, I mean, I like how you're segueing perfectly onto the next match because you mentioned one of the next competitors and that is one of the pillars, Darby Allen, teaming up with Sting! And he's facing... (laughs) That lethal J and making his AW in ring debut, double J, Jeff Jarrett. How are you talking about Jeff Jarrett first? Go on, let's do it. Go on. Like, that guy could survive, can't he? He could survive a house fire, couldn't he? He's like a cockroach. Like, no matter how much you like spray with dog spray, like try and tread on him, he survives everything. Then he's been WWE, TNA, WCW. AW, AAA, ICW, and he's been in um, um, GCW. He's been in like every promotion you could think of. Like this guy, like fair play to him. Triple H was like, no, you're not the creative um, director of live events. He's like, fine. And then he leaves and then he goes back in AW. Like, I'm a, I'm a as well. He's gone to AEW and he's uh, obviously got a backstage role as director of business development as well. So he seems to be getting these roles in all the companies as well. So, yeah. Is it nice to see Jeff Jarrett in a ring and actually wrestle this time? We did see him in the ring at SummerSlam. I think it'll compliment Sting though, won't it? Because like with Sting, he's getting on a bit. Jeff Jarrett and Sting, they wrestle tons. They know how each other works. It's a safe match. Um, you know, I'm assuming that they get on um, and it works really well. Um, following on from the um, Ric Flair's last match or is it his last match? You know, there was a, a teaming up with that and Andrade was on the other team. Um, so ultimately, yeah, they, we know that they work well. Um, you got the two new, you got the young guys versus the old guys. It's a good dynamic. It'd be a good match. But ultimately, I think um, Darby Allen's thing, they go away with the win. The win. Sting hits his death drop. Um, one, two, three. And with Jeff Jarrett, he's just there, like you said, doing his backstage role. I do think he'll add value to the company. Uh, you know, his promo got a lot of traction from last week about uh, Braun Strowman's red skinny jeans. Um, so ultimately, we know he's good on the microphone. We know he, he can help the young talent and he's helping the business move forward. You know, you look at Impact, him and his dad, Jerry Jarrett, they ended up starting Impact and Impact's still going today. It's still doing really well. So they know what to do starting, you know, companies, you know, even his grandmother, was it Christine? started um 80 odd years ago so he comes from a good wrestling family and i think he is a good addition to the ew roster yeah very good yeah i think there's there's no doubt uh, in my mind anyway sting and darby allen are taking the win obviously sting has been very protected whilst he's been with the company as well um and i think they are gonna like us obviously he had that neck injury in wwe so I feel they're going to come with a win. He's he's probably going to... I don't. I can't see him... I mean, I would love it after the match if he just took a guitar, guitar shot right to the head. You know, and everyone was just like, no, Sting's dead, and he goes off on a stretcher. I'd love that. That's how I want it to end. I think, like I said, they'll win the match. 
But then I just want Jeff Jarrett just to hit him over the head with a guitar and, and get Sting to leave on a stretcher. That's how I want it to end. Sounds good to me. Or a coffin drop through a table. That'd be good too. Yeah, fair enough. Okay. There is three women's matches on Ooh. this card. Oh, and we're going to be starting with this first one, arguably the most debated one. And some say the most that they're going to be looking forward to. This is the moment you all have been waiting for. It is Soraya making her return to the ring after five or six long years against the face of AEW, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. Who is taking the win? And will we see some high spots from Soraya? Paige here. Um, I think there'll be there will be one or two high spots. I don't. I think it will be quite a safe match. Ultimately, um, Britt Baker is a safe pair of hands. Yeah, okay, she does all of those like blood spots and stuff. But I do think that, you know she'll work a really um, safe and strong match with her. I think that there there'll be some sort of like insult or some top rope thing. But ultimately, there won't be any like shots to the back or neck injuries or things like that i do think that they're like they did with sting they'll ease her in quite slowly um but ultimately there'll be a bit of shenanigans on the outside by reba not rebel not reba but um soraya's made a lot of friends backstage as well um but ultimately i think it's a good way of starting soraya building her up for that interim interim women's interim championship but ultimately it will be safe it'll be a three-star match there'll be nothing spectacular about it but we'll all be happy to see her back in the ring finally joe yeah, I agree with that. Like, obviously, you've got to be careful because Paige, sorry, yeah, Soraya's got the the neck issues. So we know she's been cleared, but like, can she still go in the ring? Can she still wrestle? Obviously, uh, Britt Baker is like one of the best female wrestlers in the industry, and she's probably the best female wrestler in AEW. I think Paige needs to win here because obviously she's come back of a long time off a off a massive injury, and Britt Baker's so over anyway as a heel that it really won't matter if she lost anyway. So I'm just going to go for Soraya because she needs it after all of that time away, just purely just to get her like, back, back on track, really. Yeah. It is an interesting one because, obviously, you've seen the promos between Soraya and Britt Baker on Dynamite. And obviously Britt Baker's talking about, obviously she respects her, but she's the face of this company and blah, 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 blah. Soraya's going to win, it's obvious. But I think Britt Baker should win. It's Again, it's not going to do anything. You say it's not going to do anything to Britt Baker to lose him because obviously her character, but will it do anything for Soraya to lose? Oh, she's got a bit of ring dust for five years. So obviously she couldn't keep up with the person that is number one in the company for so long. And arguably the best women's wrestler right now in AEW and arguably across professional wrestling. So you would think she would win Britt Baker on paper. Like you're looking at it like realistically she would win. Obviously she is in her prime. Soraya arguably past her prime. She's been wrestling for 17 years and she's in her 30s now. But Soraya's going to win. Question for you though. Go on. Will we see that Zach Zodiac appear? Well, you think he's going to appear? Well, he's with her um, on Twitter yesterday. It showed that they flew back over. Um, he's he's definitely there. He's there for the event. Will we see that Zach Zodiac? 
I mean, he could just be obviously front row or something like that, couldn't he? He would just be there. So, you know, if they've got the family in the audience, they'll have that emotional moment of like, should be hugging him. Adam Cole in his neck brace supporting on Brit, and then you've got Zach Zodiac there. No, you're not getting involved. I'm here. Page is here. Zach's here. Yeah, it'd be one of those things where Saray just hugs him at the end, crying because she won the match or something like that, won't it? And they'll just allude to him during the match. But maybe this is his finally to have his big moment and they'll have a mixed-gendered match at Revolution. Adam Cole obviously hopefully coming back from his injury as well. So Yeah, apparently he's quite badly injured, isn't he, at the moment? They're saying that um, he's got a lot of work to do to get him back. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. But no, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, this is one thing. That's what's going to happen, but I'm giving you what I'd like to happen as well. Okay. The next women's match is for the TBS Championship. It's champion versus champion, as I say with my uh, quotes, whatever the (laughs) word is. Um, So, yeah, it is Jade Cargill, the real champion versus Nyla Rose, the one with the belt. Will she keep that belt by the end of it or will the streak live on? Yeah. The streak will never. I mean, on, Jake Cargill's money all day long. I, I'm not a massive Nyla Rose fan. I never have been. So maybe my view is a bit tainted here. I, I think Jake Cargill's amazing. Some of the stuff she does on Twitter is like really funny. She's got a really good character. Nyla Rose, never been a big fan of her. Like obviously, she's you know a really big, strong powerhouse and she's powerful, but. I think Jake Cargill to win for me just totally because I'm not a big fan of Nina Rose. No offence to her, but I'm just not a big fan of her. Yeah, fair enough. I completely understand that. Dan? Cut the crap, Jamie. Hey, yeah. all right. <laughs> That's what she always says. Um, I know, yeah. yeah. I, I watched the programme and I understand the reference. <laughs> I'm, I'm happy. I think it, it is going to be the case that she gets the title back. Um, I do like the bit where they got Vicky Guerrero doing the excuse me and hyping her up. You know, she's got Marina Shafir in the corner. You know, before it's just squash match, squash match. I think it's really predictable that we know Jade's going to retain the belt. But this time, you know, we've got Nyla Rose, the native beast, the second ever women's champion, keeping the title, holding the title. It's like, well, actually, the champion's having to chase to get a belt back. She's tried to send her with baddies in to get the belt as well, and it's not worked out. She's flattened them all. Keanu Hogan got smashed on the... Uh, entranceway um, a couple weeks ago but yeah I think it is the case they've built up a really good storyline it's actually got people more invested than they usually would be in this match but I think we will cut the crap and I think she will get that belt back yeah and I think it's um, I can't remember the last time it was actually defended on a actual pay-per-view it's usually just defended on like Battle of the Belts or it's defended on Rampage I can't remember the last time it was actually on a I think it was uh, Tay Condi wasn't it a couple months ago possibly yeah um so, yeah, like I said, Jay Cargill obviously going to come away with the win here. And obviously it is her most formidable opponent in her reign so far. So before yes. she faces next month, Riho. Riho. OK, speaking of Riho, if you take that I away, it gives us ROH. And this match is a four way match for the Ring of Honor Championship. All hail the Ocho. The Ocho, Chris Jericho, defends against, not Daniel Bryan, but Brian Danielson, Claudio Castanoli, and the Spanish god, Sammy Guevara, who is going away 
with the Ring of Honor World Championship, Dan? Oh, it's a tough one, isn't it? I think it, I like this storyline that they're doing, that Jericho retains it. I think it will be the case that Jericho retains and he actually pins a fallen Sammy, for example. Sammy gets beaten up, squashed, and then everybody else out the ring and Jericho pins him. Because, ha, that's why I had him in the match all along. What if he just lies down for him? Yeah, he can yeah. do. That's what, you know, he's there, he knows his place. I mean, we saw Chris in Bristol on, on Saturday. Um, you know, he's, he's literally flown straight from London across to do the show um, on the Wednesday. I think he was in London on the Wednesday morning. And then all of a sudden he's in for Dynamite the same day, hopping across that pond. Is he a little bit jet lag? He sounded he, okay. He's dedicated to his music Very. and he's dedicated for wrestling. He does both, obviously. And it's, I think I saw a style on Dynamite to say it's a, not many days away. It actually told you the number, but the Jericho Cruise is happening soon as well. So yeah, I think it's, it's in March. I think it's um yeah. like a um St Patrick's Day cruise or something like that. But they've got their own little island that they're going on. Um, but ultimately, you know, he was also a, a dinosaur in a wedding dress on the mass Singer. They unveiled it. Allegedly, he isn't unmasked no, yet. He's been a mask. He he unmasked last night. Oh, yeah. did he? he Fair enough. Um, you know, he's on. He's doing all sorts of stuff. But I think all hail the Ocho. He wants to bring down that Ring of Honor. Um, and, you know, you could think of who are the Ring of Honor greats of the past. I think there's, you know, there's people like Samoa Joe. You'd like to see a Samoa Joe beat him up and take it off him. And Samoa Joe Jericho would be a, a decent match. Um, there's many, many ways they could do with it. Many other Ring of Honor people that he could still face. But ultimately, all hail the Ocho. Chris Jericho retains. Joe, how do you feel about that? Is he disgracing the honour of Ring of Honour? I mean, Ring of Honour is basically dead now, isn't it? I know obviously uh, Tony Khan's bought oh. it and uh, reimagined it, but, you know, this whole Jericho storyline is he wants to reimagine, he wants to disgrace all the former Re- Ring of Honour champions and reimagine it in his own image, basically. But this feels like a tag match with me. Obviously, um, Sammy Guevara was part of the Inner Circle and he's part of um, the Jericho Appreciation Society now and obviously um, Claudio and uh, Brian Danielson are part of the Blackpool Combat Club and they're they're kind of a tag team so it's kind of, I know it's like a straight four-way match but I don't know if I think Brian and Claudio will hate each other but I can't see Jericho hating Sammy and if he does I don't know how that relationship will be now in the future I, I I kind of agree with you and Dan here that I think Sammy will just will like take the pin for Jericho and like and Brian and Claudio will just be like no take it seriously and actually fight each other and then Jericho will just like roll in and just take a like quick pin off Sammy or something along those lines. Um, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think I mean what better way to this smart Ring of Honor World Championship match than to just lie down and just let him pin you. I think it works with the character of obviously what they're trying to do with the Jericho Appreciation Society. Uh, I don't know how long that would be into the match. I'd love it to happen straight away or maybe they try it in the first instance and they just pull apart saying, what the hell are you doing kind of thing. Well, it's a good it's a good juxtaposition, isn't it? Because Ring of Honor was always about like the good wrestling matches mm-hmm. and like you know, shaking hands and like putting a good match. And, you know, Jericho's pure sports entertainment. And what's more sports entertainment than a worked finish where, you know, you just lie down, take the pin. You'll get the, the smarky Ring of Honor fans like more annoyed than they are already. 
Yeah. The only other thing I could possibly see happening would be Sammy tries to go for a pin and then Jericho pulls him off. Is that what the hell you're doing kind of thing? And then maybe there's a little bit of tension there. But I don't see it happening because obviously they just had the whole thing with Danny Garcia. And I think the Jericho Appreciation Society will be going for a little bit longer. So Sammy lying down for Jericho at the start of the match. Danielson and Claudio pulling him off, saying, what the hell are you doing? Kind of like all the fans booing him for trying to just finish it like that. And then I, I reckon that's how it could start. That's how I'd start the match, in my opinion. Whether it's going to finish like that, I don't know. It could be one of those things where Sammy just lets Jericho pin him, maybe, and he just keeps Danielson outside the ring or something whilst Jericho pins him or distracts the ref while he hits one of them with the bat. Something, I don't know. But, yeah, Jericho will retain. The Ocho lives on. Because it is a great storyline, and it's giving Ring of Honor some life at least as well by having arguably one of the most recognized wrestlers in the world actually giving credit to ring of honor yes it's besmirching the honor but it's still talking about ring of honor and keeping it relevant so does it matter no okay dan would you like to do the honors on the next match because i believe it's what you call the shucky ducky it is tony storm versus jamie hayder for the interim AEW Women's World Championship. Oh, shucky ducky, quack, quack. This is going to be match of the night, match of the year. Jamie Hayter is going to win the belt. It's saying in the start storyline with oh. Hero Britt Baker um, feuding over that interim belt. 100% they need to move it on from Tony Storm now. She's getting boring. She'll probably go on some of these podcasts and moan afterwards. But yes, put it on that Southampton wrestler known as Jamie Hater. She's going to win. She's going to smash it. She's going to come out of her shell. It's what the people want. It's what the crowd want. It's what I want. Match of the it's night. It's what the cameramen Shucky. want. It's like, what one? The cameramen want. The cameramen give want the, it. Just give the people what they want. I watched um, Sky Blue versus Jamie Hater last week. i got to be fair. That was one of the matches of the year. Absolutely brilliant. I think they need to keep giving the people what they want. And we want to see Jamie Hater with that title. Joe, you're nodding along. Is this what you want to see? Yeah, I mean, I like Tony Storm as much as anyone, but Jamie Hay has been uh, scratching and clawing away to get it. And obviously, there's been, um, they've been teasing the, the split from Britt Baker. You know, she's a friend, or no, she's not a friend. She's trying to screw her over. I think she, I think Jamie Hayer needs to turn face now. And it's going to be here. This is Britt Baker in the future. So, yeah, Jamie Hayer to win. But this is the thing as well, and it's why I kind of thought maybe Britt Baker would beat Soraya with possibly help from Jamie Hayter or whatever. Could we see like an evolution moment? Jamie Hayter wins, Britt Baker comes down, they have her on her shoulders, kind of does the thumbs down and they kind of beat her up after the match, Britt Baker. And that's the moment where obviously she becomes face because she's been beaten down by the heels. Possibly. What happens with that rebel though? That Re- Reba, not rebel, rebel Reba. What happens but then she's cut. She's take? cut in the middle. Obviously, she'll stick with Britt Baker, won't she? Well, who knows? You know, free dentist work. I mean, it is free dentist work. That's why you got to stay with that DMD. Especially but in maybe... America, they have to pay for everything. So if you get free dentist, why not? Yeah, exactly. And obviously, um, Britt Baker. What was I saying about Britt Baker before? Yeah, like she's been kind of, if you watch Dynamite, she actually comes out with her. She's just playing like that side character as well. So maybe Jamie Hayter gets a moment. 
she gets the confetti, everyone's loving it, and then possibly the turn happens on Dynamite and she gets beaten up and there's a new person joining the the dentistry, shall we call it. Um the medical Shucky. professions. Ducky quack quack. If that's the moment, if if that happens, would that be your pay per view of the year, Dan? If Jamie no. Hayter wins it. <laughs> no, pay per view of the year, you know, it's still day one or Clash at the day Castle. One. Yeah, man. Or you know, well, definitely not the Royal Rumble. God. Um, but no, you know, it'd be decent. Um, ultimately, AEW still rebuilding itself, but I want that shucky ducky quack quack moment. Okay. Match number three. I have to be careful here because I have not seen the rampage results. Have you? Um, no, I'm currently watching last week's rampage, but no, I haven't seen this week's rampage. So we will speculate for now because we both we're all three of us. I assume Joe, you don't know. No. no, cool. So the AEW World Championship Eliminator Tournament Final, where the winner receives an AEW World Championship match at Winter is Coming. Oh. Ethan Page obviously won his match on Dynamite. And on Rampage, it is Lance Archer versus Ricky Stark setting up for the winner to face Brian Cage. You assume it's probably going to be Brian Cage versus Ethan Page, or do you think? Maybe Lance Archer versus Ethan Page. Who do you think, I think is going to be Starks. in the next Ricky Starks? I think, yeah, well, if you think about it, MJF's first challenge, you need somebody who's just turned face. He's the only face. So yeah, I think mm-hmm. it has to be Ricky Starks. Or is MJF face? Well, All Ego, I think we'll put in on All Ego, um, Ethan Page. I got a feeling that the firm might be helping out um, MJF in the main event. So having an All Ego, Ethan Page, the firm... If they carry on the storyline that it's the firm versus MJF, then yeah, Ethan Page works really good because it shows that he's having to overcome that mountain. Um, but ultimately, I think it's all an act by MJF. He's still that chicken shit heel. Um, so ultimately, if he stays heel, you'll need him to face to face. And that's going to be our man, Ricky Starks. Joe, what do you think? I'm going to go Lance Archer to win. Because you've got to think, like, it's going to be most likely MJF's first challenger as well as champion. Yeah. I, like, I mean, Brian Cage or Lance Archer are both, like, the big monsters, like, big, strong monsters. I would say Lance Archer is more the believable monster than Brian Cage. You know, dis- no disrespect to Brian Cage, but um, Lance Archer hasn't been doing anything for a while now. So you really need to, like, elevate him into, like, the next position, so... Yeah, that's Archer for me. Okay. Um, it is interesting. I have no idea what they're going to do. It does make a little bit more sense being Ricky Starks. You don't want one of these big powerhouse people like Ethan Page or Brian Cage to be MJF's first competitor for the title. Whereas I think Ricky Starks is, a, like you said, someone that is possibly face. Obviously, MJF is currently face slash heel. He's kind of between them at the moment. So it could go either way. But um, obviously, we don't, I don't know who's going to be uh, the final will be obviously Ethan Page versus either Brian Cage, Lance Archer or Ricky Starks so you're saying Ethan Page isn't going to win that match it's going to be the other side of the bracket that's going to win it yeah yeah boy cool okay we now go to the rubber match it is the third time that these two teams have faced and it is for the AEW World Tag Team Championships. They have a win each. It is swerving our glory, fighting for their titles against 
the acclaimed have this arrived. Scissor me, Dan and Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, that rap on uh, Dynamite this week was absolutely awesome. But they had Captain Insano. Captain Insano made his AEW debut. It finally happened. Um, so very, very happy with that. He had that little video and he said, strong, what is it? It's, um, I, I literally can't even think of what the actual, is it strong words from a powerful man? Something like that, I think, think he so. says. I really uh, like the I, guy I who played down. Keith Lee. The, the guy who played Keith Lee in that video was really funny. We started doing awesome. his fingers like that. And then all of a sudden he just started like pointing at himself. Like, he's doing, I'm limitless. <laughs> and he's doing pointless. That made me laugh. The guy who, who was playing Swerve, not so much, but the guy who's playing Keith Lee in that video, it's worth watching again just to watch how that guy acts. It's really funny. But I enjoyed the music video. I thought it was quite cool. Um, and yeah, we got to see Kerton and Thano. Ultimately, everybody loves the acclaimed. They're coming away with a win. And we're going to see a breakup of Swerve and uh, Big Keith Lee. They're going to break up. One's going to stay heel. One's going to be face. And those two are then going to go in a food. And are we finally going to get the cast off Billy Gunn so they can scissor properly rather than with that foam scissor? Well, they got the foam fingers. We've got to get the people what they want. They can sell the foam fingers. But yeah, I think he's going to remove that cast. He's going to be fine now. Joe, will it yeah, be a I, I... national scissoring party? Yeah, definitely. I, I agree with that. Like, they've been teasing um, Swerve and Keith Lee breaking up for months and months. You know, they're together, they're not together. They they betray each other, they come back together again. I think I think Swerve's going to do something that's unfor- unforgivable and then Keith Lee's going to write, I've given you enough chances now. That's it. The acclaims are so over. You know, everyone chants their name could kind of be stupid not to book them to win so yeah they claimed all day long yeah and obviously Swerve did take the win on Dynamite against Anthony Bowens as well and obviously traditional WWE back in the day would be something like oh well they obviously won on Raw so they've obviously got to lose on the pay-per-view so yeah I mean the acclaimed they are the hottest property in AEW and arguably professional wrestling right now besides the uh Sami Zayn and the Usos. And what a match that would be, by the way. The acclaimed versus the bloodline. Dream uh, Usos would win Bring all that long. forbidden door. Let's put it through. Um, but yeah, uh, the acclaimed. Obviously, number one selling merch on AEW, on Shop AEW. They're going to keep it going. They've got to ride the high whilst they've got it. They are the acclaimed. Okay. I'm sure we all have our theories. I know you've already talked a little bit, Dan, about your theory. So we will start with you because you've already talked a little bit about it. But it is the main event match of the year. The moment we've all been waiting for. It is Jonathan Moxley versus Maxwell Jacob Friedman for the AEW World Championship. I assume just before we go into our theories, Joe, you agree MJF is winning this match. Yeah. Dan, MJF yep. is winning this match. MJF is winning. I think it's all a ruse. I think he's still friends with um, the, the firm. He's still part of them. He's still got in his pocket. I think that they did that. Oh, beat me up, put me through a table. Yeah, he's they did still that. Just with it all. <laughs> John Moxley's not coming with any backup because MJF's on his own. He's not going to cheat. I'm sorry. All day long, he's going to cheat. All day long. And MJF's going to go away with that belt. They're going to have the confetti coming from the ceiling. MJF wins the belt. And 
not only is he the Dynamite Diamond Ring holder, but he's your new AEW World Champion. Joe, have you got any theories about how this match is going down? Yeah, I think the thing that's bad is not. I can't see MJF beating John Moxley clean in a wrestling match. I, I just can't see it happening. Obviously, they've had all of these promos like, "Oh, I used to be like you. I used to be complacent, and then William Regal beat beat the living crap out of me, and then I learned respect. And you will be the world champion one day, but you're not ready now. You're not on my level. I think MJF is on John Moxley's level promo wise, and he's over as hell. But obviously. It's just the wrestling-wise, it's in the ring. So I think seems that he's going to get that type of ring out. He's going to get the firm involved. There's going to be some something, some chicanery, some shenanigans that gets involved that he wins by some way, shape or form. Whatever it takes, he will beat Mon- John Moxley. Chucky yeah. ducky. Quack, quack. I don't know how they're going to finish this firm storyline. That's like, that's the only valid, that's the only thing that could possibly happen, really, isn't it? The firm were just working for MGS. Unless, obviously, they just come in and batter both of them and just leave them in wait. But I'm going to throw uh, my moment of madness out here. This is how I would love to book this match. Whether it would ever happen, most likely not. But could you imagine? It's getting towards the end of the match and literally he's tried everything and Jeff can't do it. Regal's down by the, the ringside as well and he just slips in those brass knuckles for MJF and then he leaves in MJF's corner, William Regal. How would that make you feel? Um, It'd be good, but they've got the Blackpool Combat Club with other people in it and it makes no sense you're breaking up the Blackpool Combat Club then basically by doing that but I mean they could John Moxley's going to take some time off no doubt finally after this you could have an implosion of Claudio and Danielson in the Ring of Honor world title match maybe the Blackpool Combat Club dies what about that Wheeler Utah he would just go on by himself he's not going to be a one-man Blackpool Combat Club is he I think with the Blackpool Combat Club, it's cool. They're selling merch. They they mm-hmm. potentially could keep growing and adding more members. Um, I think that they're but having then a is it not turning into like an old NWO if they just keep adding random members? Yeah, but, it, but you know, EW is basically like WCW anyway, so why not? Um, I wow. think we ultimately, you know, we ultimately keep building that way, but I can't see um, William Regal leaving in this corner. I think William Regal ultimately, he's got ties in with Castagnoli, Moxley and Danielson. I think he stays with them. But, I mean, like I said, you have the moment of possibly William Regal has always been best as a villain. Like, Why would you need him, though? He's not going to talk on the mic for him. MJF's the best person on the mic. There's, there's no need for it. Yeah, I, I completely agree with what you're saying there. But how much of a um, turn would that be if he literally did that? And then literally comes out and dynamite and basically says, like, MJF is better than all of you. And that's why I saw that in him. And could do, but you think where is it going to go from here? I think ultimately, if you've got Regal um, in the cor- in the core of the Blackpool Combat Club, I think it leads to more things. Whereas if you have him in MJF's corner, he's not doing anything. MJF can talk for himself. Mm. I mean, Stokely's yeah. technically the manager of like the firm, isn't he? Like he was part of the mm. firm, but Stokely Hathaway's the manager, so he technically already had a manager. It's Stokely Hathaway. Like, how would you explain? Oh, William Regal's a better manager than Stokely. Well, he, was, he wasn't a manager, he was his friend. They had a business relationship. Yeah. 
yeah, I know. I mean, I was just a, a thought that I had. Like, I would love to see that happen. Obviously, William Regal just throwing in because obviously they've mentioned the ring and not using the ring, and then they've mentioned about the brass knuckles and mentioned about being a villain and stuff like that as well. And what great way to turn Regal villain. Uh, are we going to see any? Um, are we going to see any debuts? Do you reckon anyone's been signed? It's an interesting fear. Obviously, they do like to do this on the uh, the main shows on these main pay per views, but. On the top of my head, I can't really think. I mean, there was rumours House of Black have re-signed. Maybe they could possibly come out at the end of the uh, the trios match. The Elite are celebrating and the House of Black come back and everyone loses their mind because Malachi's back. That's a possibility. But I can't really think of anybody that has left the company. Unless, obviously... Tessa Blanchard. Tessa Blanchard's going to come out and she's going to attack Soraya and she's going to be the new signing. Yeah, or, like I said, you've got um, obviously, he just had his cage match, didn't he? Uh, O'Reilly or Fish, Bobby Fish. So he just had know, his you... boxing match, didn't he? Yeah, that's what I mean. So you know, you never know. He could come back and do something, and then not after the what trios. he said on those podcasts. I know, but it's all the work, isn't it? Anything can just yeah. be conceived as a work, and obviously having because that was the match we all wanted: the Elite versus Adam Cole, well, undisputed era, shall we call them? The Elite versus the undisputed. But obviously, that's dream matches that unfortunately we might not even get now. But ah. Who knows? It's going to be a great show. I'm sure you're probably going to be watching on Sunday because you know AEW are like five hours if you include the buy-in, so it's going to yeah, be a long one. The Sunday morning, but I'll make sure to watch it. You know, I always enjoy the shows. They are quite long, but it's something to watch on a Sunday with your roasts. Exactly. Okay, so. That is AEW Full Gear. I hope you really enjoy the show. I know I am I bloody can't wait for it. It's going to be the show of the year. Shucky and you ducky. can quote on that now. I'll tell you, the pay-per-view is my shucky-ducky-quack-quack. I can't wait. The storylines, I mean, like I said, none of the matches have just been thrown together. I know they were announced this week, but they are all kind of long-term storytelling. Oh, also, I think Hook will probably be on the uh, the pre-show, but the buy-in at some point as well. Him versus Lee Moriarty, isn't it? Well, they're facing at Rampage, so ah, possibly oh. they could have something else. Um, but who knows? Right, we are going to go to our quiz now. It is... Ooh. So, obviously, usually now I tend to be the innovator of the, the different quizzes, but I thought I'd go back to the old school one because I didn't really have enough time to throw stuff together, and there's only two of you. So I was kind of, oh. I couldn't really mess about with any ideas. So I was going through, what can I do for this quiz? And I thought, oh, well, it is brother v brother. Shall I do a brother or family quiz? Oh. And I thought, no, don't be so stupid. It is AEW. It's got to be an AEW quiz. So it's a, all 10 questions about all elite wrestling. So question one. Obviously, most of it is um, some relevant stuff as well currently going on. So Captain Insano is question one that made his AEW debut on Dynamite this week. Paul White debuted the character in The Waterboy. So, yeah, he's ready to start writing that down then, weren't he? <laughs> it was. In what year was it released? Captain Insano. Captain Insano. I know you said when you opening a, a, a can of water. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So I did mention this earlier in the podcast slightly that I, I've tweaked this question. And the question is, which 
All Elite Wrestling female superstar has the most wins in 2022. So we did mention, obviously, John Moxley has got the most wins with 41. Which female superstar has the most wins in 2022? I might give you a slight clue, if it's even a clue. It's 30 wins. Oh, I've got an idea. Okay. So, question three. They announced recently that AEW's game Fight Forever will be free to Xbox on day one. So, the developers of AEW Fight Forever is Ukes, which you may remember from those old WWE games. But what was the last WWE game they made? Oh. What was the last WWE game Ukes developed? Okay, and the next question, question four, is all about this pay-per-view coming on Saturday. In what state is Full Gear 2022 taking place in? Easy. What state is Full Gear 2022 taking place in? Delaware. Easy. <laughs> Delaware? <laughs> Welcome to okay. Delaware. I was watching Wayne's World. I knew. Doing there. Delaware. <laughs> Wait, I'm in. Welcome to Delaware. I'm in Delaware. Everyone loves Delaware. Delaware. <laughs> I'm in Delaware. <laughs> Bloody green screen. Okay, question five. So we all know that AEW like their special events, but which AEW event came first? Was it Fighter Fest or Fight for the Fallen? 50 50 there. Which one came first? And I will tell you. They were two weeks apart. Which aired first, Fighter Fest or Fight for the Fallen? Well, aren't they rumouring that they're going to be calling the um, the UK show uh, Blighty Fest? Blighty? Yeah, apparently I bloody it Blighty Fest, because apparently they think that we call Britain Blighty over here. My dear Lord. Okay, question six. Is all about the icon Sting. How many matches has Sting lost in AEW? I will give you a clue on this one. He has had eleven matches. How many has he lost? Cool. So Thank I did you. throw in like some 50-50 questions do this is another 50-50 question here it's like those soccer air moments where you're like oh good question you know because <laughs> they're so close and it is question seven who held the AEW world title longer was it Hangman Adam Page or Chris Jericho again there's only 15 days in it I know who held it the least. <laughs> I Cheers, think Phil. we all know that. Okay, and this one was the last question I was adding to the quiz whilst we, we whilst you joined Skype. And Oof. it is according to WrestleNomics, which female superstar is the top seller on Shop AEW? According to WrestleNomics, which female superstar 
is the top seller on Shop AEW. Fantastic. Okay. So I was debating on this one which to do wins or losses or matches. And this one was the closest. So that's why I went for this one. Which Rhodes brother has lost the most matches in AEW? Is it Cody or Dustin? Who's lost more matches in AEW? There's two in it. (laughs) (laughs) Who's lost more matches in AEW? I was going to do WWE because there was a lot of matches in WWE. I thought, no, it's an AEW quiz. That's annoying. That makes me overthink. Because you're like, well, obviously the one's been in there since the start, so surely he's had more matches and lost more. You're like, why would you ask that unless... There was some sort of There's only on two in it. There's only yeah. two in it. Oh, mate, it's all smoke and mirrors with this question. One's 17 and one's 19. Oh. And the final question, we did allude to it before, so I hope you remember, Dan. But there have been five people in the history of professional wrestling to hold the FTW title. Can you name all five wrestlers? It's a good question, that. So what I do, I bring, I bring, I bring the quality questions. I thought I have to finish on that question. What a bloody good question that was. I did want to finish with the Rhodes one because of how tight it was. Is that just in AEW history or in in ever? In history, so ECW and AEW, there's only been five champions. Um, There was like two reigns for obviously the obvious person because, but yeah. Cool. Um, Everyone else has held it once. Only one person has held it twice. Yeah, yeah. I think I know. I think I've got all five. So, yeah. So, there's five all together. Do you need any repeating before we go through the answers, Joe? No, you're all, you're all good. I no, good. I've got them all. Here we go. Let's go through these answers. So, we will start with Joe. In what year was the Waterboy released? 96. Dan? Well, Happy Gilmore is celebrating its 25th anniversary. Um, which I saw the other day. So I was thinking, Waterboy was before Happy Gilmore. So I went with 1998. The answer is 1998. Well done, Dan. Yes. Shooter. Thanks, Shooter. Okay. I'm going to go get some Red Lobster, Shooter. (laughs) Question two. Which AEW female superstar has the most wins in 2022, Dan? Hikaru Shida. Joe? Rebecca. It is Ruby Soho with 30 wins. Destination. Ruby, 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 Ruby Soho. I mean, she's the only one that appears on every show, really, isn't she? So. I haven't seen Question. her in ages. She's in the dark. She's in the dark. Question three. Ukes, what was their last WWE game, Joe? Smackdown versus Raw. Dan? Well, here comes the pain. It was WWE 2K19. <laughs> <laughs> oh. You overthought that one a little bit. <laughs> I mean, were you going for the first SmackDown versus Raw, Joe? There, like the first one. <laughs> yeah, I, I did. I did realize they stopped the the um, were making them so recently. I just remember the THQ one. So 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like a joint thing, Ukes and THQ. But yeah, apparently ah, right. it, it finished in 20, 2018 is when they finished, which would have been WWE oh. 2019. Okay, right. We've got, hopefully we've all got this one, Dan. Where is Full Gear taking place? New Jersey. Joe? New Jersey. The hometown of MJS New Jacob Jersey. Friedman. Okay. So which AEW event came first, Joe? Was it Fighter Fest or Fight for the Fallen? Fighter Fest. Dan? I went with the Fest as well. So Fighter Fest debuted on June 29th, 2019. And Fight for the Fallen was the 13th of July 2019. So the answer is Fighter Fest. Well done. Wahee. I'll take that. Okay. Dan, how many matches has the icon? Sting! Lost an AEW. Um, three. Joe? I put three as well. Zero, he hasn't lost. Oh. Uh, <laughs> 11 wins in AEW. Hey, get that guy a title shot. And he will get number 12 this weekend. Undefeated Sting. Okay. Who has held the AEW world title longer? I can't remember who I'm with, so I'm going to go to Joe. Um, I said Jericho. Dan? So Adam Page held the title for 197 days. Chris Jericho held it for 182. Oh. The answer is Adam Page. Hangman. Okay, question eight, Dan. According to WrestleNomics, which female superstar is the top seller on Shop AEW? Britt Baker, DMD. Joe. I put Tony Storm. No, it's a Hikaru Shida. Okay, this one. This is a very tense one, this one. So, which Rhodes brother has lost the most matches in AEW, Dan? Cody. Joe? I put Dustin. So, Cody has lost 17 matches and Dustin has lost 19 matches. Ah. Dustin has lost the most. And that would have happened this year, really, wouldn't it? So the next one, I think I've got all five. So I think we should. So we'll go to Joe first. That's fine. Joe, can you name Uh, all of the holders of the FTW title? uh, Taz, Ricky Starks, Hook, Brian Cage, and Shane Douglas. Dan. All seen by one. So Brian Cage, Ricky Starks, Hook, Taz. Tommy Dreamer. You both get four points. Ah. It was Sabu was the fifth one. Taz lost it to Sabu and then he won it back from Sabu. So if you want to oh. total up your scores, I think that might have... I think it might be a tie. I think I got a Len Goodman seven. I got seven as well. Oh. I was going to say, I thought it was a tie then because you got 1998 and Joe got yeah. uh, Dustin, so... Oh, bloody hell, you know what that means, doesn't it? It's going to be... So I am going to go to the man that we believe is going to finish this year as the AEW World Champion. So, the question is, MJF has had seven matches this year in 2022. That's mental, only seven. Okay, he's had seven matches in 2022. The closest wins 
how many of those seven has he won? Joe. Five. Dan. Six. The answer's three. (laughs) (laughs) He has won three matches, lost four. So Joe gets the point. He was the closest. Yes, boy. Yes, boy. There you go. That is your AEW quiz for this week. We will be reviewing next week AEW Full Gear. And then, obviously, we did predict everything in here. But just to state for the record, these do not count towards the Prediction League. But next week, we will be going to the Prediction League because we have an AEW Full Gear review and a Survivor Series colon War Games prediction. What a jam-packed show we're going to have next week. Yeah, buddy. This episode has come to an end. So... Dan, can you tell everybody where they can find us? Yeah, you can find us. You know, already listening. You can get your podcast, wherever you get your podcasts, really. Um, we, we're Grapplecast Show. Make sure you tell your friends. We're also available on the social media. We're on your Twitter, your Instagram, and your Facebooks. But make sure you follow us so you never miss an episode. Perfect. Thank you. And I hope, Joe, it is going to happen. But just in case it doesn't, will you please sign us off? the appropriate way that we will see hopefully at full gear so without further ado i bid you good night and farewell bang goodbye Bring the bell! Bye.